that experience the life that people lead who are having to go through the effects of climate change at the moment. I genuinely think that would change people. And only when we accept that we don't have control to make perfection, but we do have the control to make something great, only then can we be happy with our lives, with who we are, and with the things that we are doing. Hello everybody, you are listening to the Rob Talks podcast and we are here with another episode. We're on episode seven and as I say, it's going to be an absolute banger of an episode. I'm covering some really important topics that matter a lot in my life, but also I think will matter a lot in yours and how you are living your life. So let's get straight into it. So the three topics I will be covering in this episode is firstly around disconnection and our disconnection with a multitude of things in life. And the second one is all about perfectionism and the toxicity of being a perfectionist. And then the last one is an incredibly powerful topic for me personally, which is all around the power of perspective. But firstly, we're gonna be starting with the topic of disconnection. Now, why am I talking about disconnection? I'm talking about disconnection because it's quite timely at the moment. With COP26 and everyone's focus being towards climate change, that I had a lot of thoughts recently around what we can be doing about sustainability, what we're gonna get out of COP26, what the even the future of my life looks like because of climate change and sustainability and the decisions that we make as humans and consumers, but also the decisions that world leaders make. And something came from it that was really clear, which was this disconnection. Because what we have with the climate change crisis is that the majority of the people will actually, I'm um, scratch that, all of the people that have the biggest influence from the developed countries and have the money and have the political power are in countries that are in fact causing the most of climate change. And then consequently, the richest 10% in the world is then causing a load of havoc and crisis for all of those who are from poorer communities and poorer parts of the world. It's insane. But what it brings is this clear disconnection. Because, for example, with the UK, we're in quite an influential position with climate change. But so are other countries, and I totally understand that. But in the sense of the UK, we are unlikely to see really visual things or feel things that are related to climate change that are more to an extreme case until past 2030, which annoys me. Because naturally as humans, we work better when we are able to sense something, when something is right in front of us, when we are put under pressure. So if London starts sinking under sea, sea level rise or London's on fire, I think that's the kind of moment where you have no choice. You're going to listen and you're going to do something about it. And the problem is, is that 
climate change isn't at that point yet for London per se. But there are other parts of the world where climate change is already happening. And I feel incredibly passionate about trying to get rid of this disconnection because that's what we have so much at the moment with climate change. Because flooding is happening in the Maldives. I even remember at A-level learning about coastal flooding within Bangladesh and with Tuvalu, which is setting out to be the first, I believe, country slash community in the world that will have climate refugees. It's insane, all because of sea levels rising. A whole island, a whole complex of islands are going to just disappear under the water. And the problem is, is that those in influence have a disconnection from that. They don't live in Tuvalu. They don't live in the Maldives. Maldives would be quite nice. But the honest thing about the Maldives with, in relation to the climate crisis is the fact that sea levels are rising. And because a lot of parts of the Maldives are only a few meters above sea level, the sea level doesn't have to rise that much to flood the whole of iron islands and even submerge them. It's insane. And so much of it, I feel, comes down to this disconnection. Because if we were able to not just do a kind of comic relief-esque of send the Prime Minister or global leaders to a country to see it or anything, but for them to experience it properly, to experience the life that people lead who are having to go through the effects of climate change at the moment. I genuinely think that would change people. And annoyingly, I feel like that's a situation that won't happen. But this is what leads me to this whole thing around disconnection. Because we ourselves are disconnected. If we take this away from global leaders, even ourselves, we're disconnected from what is happening in communities like that. And we're disconnected to so many things. Naturally, as humans, we started off in nature. We survived in nature. Nature is where we belong. In the funniest way possible, people forget that, of that that's where we came from. It's where we belong. No matter your faith, religion or whatever, it all leads to that humans were meant to be on this planet and in nature. It is only because of our innovations and our process over how, I don't even know how long, but process over time that has meant now that we've created these urbanised areas, these cities, these locations that are entirely different to what we're used to. And so we have a major disconnection with nature and the world around us. And because of that disconnection, we don't see the negatives enough of it. So much of it is a post on Instagram. So much of it is a video, a documentary, which I will say is fantastic. Like at the moment, I'm speaking about this on a podcast, so I can't be hypocritical about this at all. Speaking about it and showing about it is incredibly important, but it will never match the real thing. And that's something I'm sure we can all agree on. And there's also, as I've spoken previously, I believe in the first episode of the Rob Talks podcast, all around this disconnection we have with people. And how the disconnection from people 
and being alone can lead to such negativity and can lead us down the wrong path realistically to not understand what we need to do next to not make the moral decisions in life it's crazy and I think in so many ways my final point that I've written down in my journal for this week is that we have a disconnection with reality and this may seem really weird because you may be sat there thinking Rob I can see my room pretty clearly I can feel everything I can think about everything everything seems pretty real but I feel as though that we do have a disconnection with reality a lot of the time maybe because either we focus upon the negativity and we focus upon a more dystopian kind of earth and a dystopian world that we're in right now or maybe it leans all the other way of that we're incredibly positive optimistic and it kind of leans so far that way that you don't see where we are in reality and i think that's another thing that is being missed with everything around climate change we're missing the fact that we are in reality right now and that we're going to be honest about it our reality right now is rather bleak and the crazy thing about climate change, because I've even been researching this more myself and trying to understand it better, in terms of the temperature curve and knowing at what point is the critical point, we know and we can base upon, in most cases, and predict of what a temperature rise in on the Earth will do and, what, and at what temperature it will be, worst case scenario and stuff like that. But one thing that we don't actually truly know is if we're starting to be on the point of where we have no control and that we have no way of turning it back. That's something that we generally don't know. We could be at the start of the curve and that we have a way to stop it. We could already be at the top and we have no way of stopping it. And that's the reality of it. And so you have to make a decision of what you're going to lean towards, what you're going to allow to be your view, and that's perfectly fine. And to be honest, with my view, even with speaking about that, my view is optimistic. I can fully see how we can turn this around, but it requires action. And I know we should have done action years and years and years ago, decades ago, but we can't change that now. So action is needed now on climate change and this isn't just me speaking as a Gen Zer or whatever I genuinely sit here having from the research that I've been doing around COP26 because it really it engaged me it made me think more about climate change and sustainability and I thought I have to investigate this further and in all honesty it can be quite scary and we have a disconnection with what the reality of our futures could be, what the reality of my future could be, what the reality of our kids' future could be. It's insane. We're all focusing upon a target of 2030. And so it's so easy for us to become disconnected from the fact of like, for myself, 2030, I will be 30 years old. 
30 years old. I will accordingly have like 40 or 50 years left in my life to live. And we're expecting that by 2030, that we're meant to have made all this change and all this turnaround. And that by 2030, that that's when it's really going to go downhill. It's insane. And so I honestly think with major things that we have to deal with in life, major problems like climate change, like racism, like inclusivity, so many things that are going on around the world that I think about of water shortage and food shortage. So much of it comes to the fact of that it never gets prioritised because of our disconnection. Because we don't have a connection, the majority with us, every single day with the way that climate change is, is affecting us. We don't have a connection with the way that racism is affecting people's lives. We don't always have a connection with the way that mental health is affecting people's lives. There are so many ways that we are disconnected from the true problems that we have on earth. And I honestly think that that is why we have protests and we have these moments, these movements on social media, which I'm going to be blunt about it. They look fantastic. They do something. And I'm so proud that they do something. But the honest thing is they do something and then they end. Who's talking about Black Lives Matter right now? If you honestly went on your social media feed right now, who's talking about Black Lives Matter? And I suspect within a few months, who will be talking about COP26? Not the majority. And it's the sad reality that we are disconnected to so many things in our lives. And it genuinely, it hurts me so much. And so I think the key lesson from this area of disconnection is that we really have to remember these things and not let them be forgotten. We have to connect in some way, somehow. And we have to prioritise them. And this is to both world leaders, but also to ourselves. For being the person that you want to be. If you become disconnected from how racism affects people, then you eventually could become racist, could become prejudiced. If you disconnect from the world of nature, the world that we should properly be living in, and that we're used to, then maybe you'll become disconnected from climate change and the effects that we as people, not just countries, not just leaders, we as humans have as an effect on this crisis. And so my message that I think is so important with this topic and has really just touched me this week and is why I'm speaking about it longer than I normally do with other topics, is just try to connect yourselves and don't let that connection die. Hold that connection. And if you have a great affinity with it, you have a great passion with it, 
there's something about it that it just makes you want to do something, then do it. And hold that as a drive, as your why, as your meaning to push that forward. Because ultimately that is the only way that we can stop being disconnected from issues that we have happening on this planet and happening with humans. And it is ultimately the only way that we can get people to prioritise things and to get action done. I really hope that topic has connected with some of you listening because it's been incredibly important to me and I'm very much holding my emotions at the moment so that I don't just scream and shout into your ears. But the second topic that I wanted to talk about on this episode is all around perfectionism. Now, myself as a designer, it is so easy for someone in my kind of role to become a perfectionist, that you're focused on every single detail. But I'm not just talking about perfectionism within design. I'm talking about perfectionism within our lives. I'm talking about how we strive to be perfect. And something that I've realised over time, and especially within the last week, is that naturally as humans, we have to understand that it is impossible to be perfect. So many people may be listening to this podcast or looking for motivation and inspiration in the world from other people because they feel like they need to know all the answers. And I had a thought about this today even, that I think the easiest way I can sum it up in terms of why I do this podcast and where I'm at, because in all honesty, it's all about the fact that I don't have all of the answers, but I have all of the questions. I'm incredibly curious about things that are happening in life, why things happen, why we act in a certain way and how we can all be better human beings and be better versions of ourselves and be happy and fulfilled and passionate about life. But I ultimately don't have all of the answers. And so something that I've really brought into my self-talk recently is this idea that it's okay. It's okay to feel a certain way. It's okay to be struggling with your mental health or well-being. It's okay to not know the answer to something. It's okay to mess up. It's okay to get it wrong. Because at the end of the day, it matters what we do next. Whether we pick ourselves up and learn from the event. Whether we take the learnings that we can from something that has happened and really focus upon those. And understand the fact that perfectionism is impossible. I remember clearly when I was in one of my first lectures at university. And I remember saying to a lecturer of the, I just want to make this perfect design. And she turned around to me and said, Robert, there's no such thing as a perfect design. There's only a great design. 
And I think that that matters so much within our lives because perfectionism can be toxic. It can be absolutely horrible because we drive ourselves to these goals and ideals and ambitions that are impossible. And it is great to have ambitious goals. It's great to really push ourselves as far as we possibly can, but we have to be happy and accept the fact that we can't be perfect and that we can't make something perfect. And only when we accept that we don't have control to make perfection, but we do have the control to make something great, only then can we be happy with our lives, with who we are, and with the things that we are doing. That's why I know with my designs, I will never create a perfect design. But if I can make a great design that people love and people want to use and it changes people's lives, then I know I've made a great design. And that's what makes me happy. And I think that's what we need to apply within our careers, within our working lives and within our lives as a whole. Marriage for example, as a form of relationship, is not something that we can make perfect. You may have arguments. You may have off days. You may have times of where you're questioning the whole marriage. You may have times you're questioning the whole relationship, where you're even questioning yourself. And that's okay. Because perfection is impossible. The fairy tale that we see on a silver screen is unfortunately impossible. And so once you are happy to accept that perfection is impossible, only then can you become a great human being, a great person, and only then can you make the things that you make and the events that you have within your life great. And I truly think that that is something that's really powerful, that it's forgotten a lot. And that we need to make sure that we don't become negative around this idea of perfectionism and allow it to take over us and become toxic. All we need to do is understand that perfectionism is impossible. And that's just the way that life is. My last topic for today is something that is really important to me as well. And it is all around the power of perspective. Now, the adversity that I faced in 2019, which I promise you is going to be a video and everything, I will speak about it in full. But the adversity that I faced in 2019 really effectively affected me mentally. It really took me to a dark place. And I honestly didn't know how to get out of that dark place. I'd never been to that kind of place before. The place of where you're depressed, you're anxious, you even contemplate suicide. It's not a happy place. 
and I always talk about it in the sense of that it felt like a spiral of that you were just going down and down and down until eventually you reach the pit at the bottom you don't know what to do and I remember that one of the things that I took up at the time was going to see a counsellor my mum suggested it and I thought okay I'll do it the previous person I'd seen had not been very helpful and so I was really nervous about the idea of seeing a counsellor and doing therapy but I went to see this counsellor and the first time that I met with this person at the university, everything that I'd been feeling for the past few months just poured out. Everything that I'd been struggling with just poured out. And with the way that my mind works, I'm quite a logical person, which is ironic being a designer and being creative, but I'm overall quite a logical person. And so what I wanted was answers. How do I deal with this? What do I do next? And the counsellor explained to me something that was really simple, but so, so powerful, and something that we forget naturally as humans. And it was all around this idea of my perspective. Because the truth was, my perspective at the time was incredibly negative. I would go back to my student accommodation, being sat in my four white walls on my bed and feel depressed, feel tired, feeling anxious. And I would view everything as though it was just there. And it didn't give me happiness. And that's why thinking about my perspective, allowing myself to have the self-awareness that I was being so negative within my life, allowed me to then go, oh, I'm actually in control of this. And I remember I left that counselling session with a new sense of that I have control of this. As I spoke in the last episode of the podcast, the biggest thing that I've ever learned about is using, understanding what we have control of and what we don't have control of. And I knew that I had control of my perspective. And so I went back to my student accommodation I realised what amazing things were around me. I realised what amazing people I had around me. I had a family that loved me. I had a girlfriend that loved me. I had friends that loved me. I had people around me who were just amazing. I had things around me that were amazing. I was so lucky. I was in the best design school in the UK in my first year and having the time of my life exploring product design. It was just amazing and I hadn't seen any of it before or understood any of it before until I changed my perspective and so much of that came down to a multitude of things firstly around gratitude and focusing upon what I could be grateful for what I should be grateful for that's in my life that's making my life so amazing and that was very much people objects events and everything that was encompassing in my life. The second thing that I focused upon was my language that I used. It's so easy for us to forget about something as simple as the language that we use that affects how we think about things. And so I started to change my language. 
with my self-talk, with how I spoke to people, in that I was thinking, I can do this. I can build my confidence. I can get out of this spiral. And so as soon as I had these affirmations within me that gave me this confidence that I could do this, and by changing my language of self-talk, that I had a positive language of self-talk, I knew I could get out of this phase of feeling depressed and anxious. And the best thing about it, a few months later, after being in that counselling session, in fact, how many months was it? probably five, four or five, I think. I did a podcast with my good friend, Garupma Singh. And I remember that was honestly the happiest I have ever been in my life. And so much of it came down to changing my perspective, to changing how I thought about the world, to having an optimistic mindset to realising that there were so many things that I could be grateful for. And so I implore you that if you are someone that has a negative mindset, or someone that is quite pessimistic, I just implore you to explore the language that you use, the way that you view the world, and just think about what that could be like if you took a different angle on it if you took an optimistic mindset towards it? What if you had a positive perspective on your life? How would your life be? And how much happier and fulfilled would you feel? Because honestly, perspective was a game changer for me. And I think the power of perspective could be a game changer for everybody. And that's where I think we will leave today's episode of the Rob Talks podcast. It's been an insane episode and I thank you so much for listening. And please subscribe, give me a follow if you've really enjoyed this because I have. And I hope that you've gained some amazing value from this episode. Have an amazing week, everybody. Have an amazing weekend and I will see you next Monday for episode eight. You have just been listening to the Rob Talks podcast. Thank you so much for listening and please make sure to subscribe and give me a follow on YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, or even LinkedIn. And I will speak with you soon. Stay safe and have a great week.